Hello everyone and welcome back to the Wonky Peppers podcast with me Tilly Carter. I am so excited today. I have an amazing guest here with me, Emily from Twitter at it's Emily Katie. Am I right saying that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great. Hello Emily, how are you doing? Hello, I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for reaching out and No, thank me. you for being on here. It's really amazing. Um I guess would you just like to do a little intro of yourself? You you do so many things, you're so many people, you <laughs> you do so many great things. So take it away. Sure. Hi, um, I'm Emily. Um yeah, I have a Twitter account, which is kind of where I started um doing stuff from. Um I started tweeting and then I started running a chat on Twitter um, called Not Alone Talk. Um, it's not my chat. It was um, a chat someone else set up, but I host it once a week. Um, I became a trustee for the Autistic Girls Network um, at the start of 2021. And that's a new charity that we've just set up. And yeah, I do lots of bits and bobs, really. I'm on my Cam's Youth Council. Um, I'm a governor for my local trust. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you just like list these things off, like I do this and this. But how do you have time for all this? It's incredible. Um, yeah, I never really know how to introduce myself. I'm like, I don't know what to say. No, that was amazing. That was great. Um, Emily is, without a doubt, my favourite Twitter account. I'm sorry, everyone else. My absolute favourite Twitter account um yeah she she tweets amazing things she, she just like knows things I don't know I don't know I don't know what that means but she just knows things <laughs> um I feel like a lot of the stuff I know though I've learned from like other autistic people do you know what I mean yeah like, I do know what you mean um I I listened to you on the um 21 and sensory podcast amazing podcast mm. I love that podcast so much uh yeah you you were really good on there I really enjoyed you as a guest as if you need my opinion <laughs> on that but <laughs> um yeah and what was I where was I going with that oh yeah you were talking to Emily and other Emily and um yeah and I just I was just so amazed at like everything you you do and you you said about how you just kind of learned it from everyone else and how Twitter mm. was such an amazing thing for that I for sure relate to that I mean I'm not nearly as big as you on Twitter but like I enjoy Twitter and I do yeah it's all about learning from each other isn't it yeah 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 I mean when I first joined it was funny because the other day it was World Autism um, Awareness Day oh yeah and and um, I like looked back at my tweet from like two years ago. Um, I think it was two years ago, 2019. Oh no, is that three years three ago? Years ago. <laughs> three years ago, crazy. Yeah. Um, wow. So I looked back at my tweet and that was like one of my first tweets that I'd like done about autism. And um, I just reread it now and I was like cringing at the way I'd worded stuff. And like, I was like, oh God, I would never put it. Like I use like person first language, which is fine. It's not, but I wouldn't use that now. Like myself, no. I would say, I would say now that I'm autistic. Whereas at the time, mm. I, I would often just say oh, I'm a person with autism or whatever yeah. um which is fine people do that but yeah. now personally I wouldn't and um it was just weird reading it through and like reading how I'd worded certain things I was like oh I just don't like how I worded that <laughs> yeah I for sure don't judge you for that at all I yeah I I was the exact same um it, it but it's isn't it a cool feeling to just like feel how much you've grown from that mm. I feel yeah. like that's but that's what we're in it for really life just yeah. improving and changing yeah so now I'm gonna sound like a fake fan but when did you start was it was it 2019 you started your twitter account oh so I'd had my twitter account for years 
oh, I right. don't know what year it says on my page that I started it I can't remember but I used to have like an anonymous blog when I was like at school like 13 oh, 14 incredible. Um, years old yeah I used to like I was just an angry kind of teenager and I'd <laughs> go to the library I when I was meant to be in there <laughs> yeah when I, I was meant that. to be in lessons um I'd get too anxious and I'd leave and um oh, I'd go and sit at the library and I'd open up my blog and I'd be like blah 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 this is happening blah 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 and um, um, I set up my Twitter account I think to go alongside that at the time a business um, lady pardon <laughs> a business lady I just said yeah <laughs> um, I didn't really use it though like it was just kind of there and then um and then yeah I think 2019 oh I get really confused with dates yeah 2019 mm. I think I started tweeting about autism All I got right. my diagnosis in 2018 yeah yeah and I think I don't know if I put out any tweets then but I kind of properly started using it in 2019 um kind of just as I was coming to the end of my a-levels right um, yeah yeah amazing so and you've just grown ever since yeah so yeah it with intentional just no <laughs> well you you do amazingly um so all of the things that you do is that from twitter or is twitter from that like did you if did you understand <laughs> did, uh, did i work yeah. that okay yeah yeah no yeah i completely get you um well i was already part of my like cams youth council so um i joined my ca- local cams youth council so that's basically like just a group where we meet and we like we can talk about like services and like what what kind of needs to be improved and like Mm. give feedback on stuff um and that's just like kind of in my local trust so I joined that in January 2018 I joined that Mm. and then um in the summer of 2018 I stood for election to be a governor for my local trust um kind of from a youth council um, so that was like my first kind of like entry into like I suppose activism as such. Yeah. So what so what does like, being a governor mean? Like what I mean I know what it means, uh, but what does it mean in this sense? Yeah. Like what do you? Um. So like the basically the governors we kind of hold the trust to account um for their actions. So right. like we sit in like big meetings with like um the board and like the CEO and like all. Of that wow. Stuff. We kind <laughs> of hear that. like. Yeah, we kind of like hear like um feedback on like different things we like give our like um kind of approval of like different decisions and stuff like that um for I like for I was 16 um was I 16 yeah I was 16 and I walked into this room this big big boardroom and I was like I do not know what is happening (laughs) and and to be fair even sometimes now because everyone else is like most other people are like uh, like they have like a lot more experience than me like I was by far the youngest um (laughs) I just come from the Cam Youth Council. The others, I was like this kind of teenager, and everyone else was like proper adults who seemed to know what they were doing, and I didn't. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you knew what you were doing, and you probably knew better than anyone else there. <laughs> well, not in terms of all their decisions and their financial, like financial planning and all of that. Like, <laughs> financial learned, planning. I've, I love that. Yeah, I've learned so much um, from that, mm. honestly. Wow. And then, um, and then, but then everything else kind of came from. Um, my Twitter account and um, that was how I became a trustee for the Autistic Girls Network because yeah. the CEO reached out to me. Wow um, that, that's amazing that 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 is that's really good. Can you tell us more about the Autistic sorry Autistic Girls Network? Is that what it I, I know yeah. I know what you're talking about I've seen it on Twitter but I just can't remember the exact names but um, oh, of course. <laughs> so um, what yes, does it so, do? 
Uh, so um, the Autistic Girls Network used to be a, um, it used to actually just be a Facebook group tied, I think it was called like Fighting Inequality for Girls on the Spectrum or something like that years ago. Oh, yeah. It kind of already had like quite a lot of like members. And then Kathy, um, the CEO, she won't mind me saying, um, she was basically like, I want to make this a charity because I want to actually be able to do like, do proper stuff. Mm. Um, so that's basically where it came from. And the basic idea is that we wanted to provide kind of, we wanted to raise awareness, understanding and provide support for autistic girls. Mm. Um, mainly because obviously girls tend to be diagnosed later than boys. Um, yeah. A lot of autistic girls get missed as do others of, um, as do others kind of of marginalized genders and um, like black people as well and mm. like non-binary people like there's a lot of like marginalized yeah. people who do get missed um yeah but this was specifically for autistic girls um and I think I think especially I don't know about you I I don't know about you what, it, what kind of it was like for you but I don't know when I found out I was autistic um like if, for example at school there was like an autistic group and it was not I don't know if it was an autistic group as such but and it was like filled with autistic people and, um, <laughs> and it was like all boys and I just didn't mm. feel like comfortable in that space yeah like, no same, I, same for me same yeah yeah and um so the idea of this is we we about to we're about to start um setting up groups um I think we have a first one um happening um somewhere in the country um wow. which That's is very like, exciting an support group um wow and we just do lots of different stuff like campaigning and um we've just released a paper um wow yeah so that that is very yeah. cool I, I must look into that more because I see it around on Twitter and I think oh yeah that's really cool but I'm, I must look into that more because it sounds very very good very exciting and definitely something I would have wanted a couple years ago and yeah I've, I feel like that is that's kind of what I'm trying to do now and like obviously what what you maybe what you're trying to do like you're just trying to like make you make other people's lives better that like you would have liked two years ago if you yeah. understand so like yeah, yeah try and make five year year ago you happy like yeah I feel like you're doing an amazing job at that yeah I mean there are still people that think that girls aren't autistic like yeah yeah and like in schools especially like just autistic girls are just like not even a lot of the time not always a lot of the time they're just not even recognized and of course no. autistic boys some autistic boys get missed as well but yeah they they do but yeah it's 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 more common with the yeah. girls but like that yeah I, yeah that isn't to say other people don't but yeah no I, I get I get what you're saying um, yeah sometimes it's hard I'm like I don't yeah sometimes it's hard yeah. because you're like trying to say the right thing without missing out everyone else like you want to make sure yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah sure. I feel like I'm always policing myself on Twitter and like in my podcast and stuff I'm still learning a lot about autism and I mean I've learned a lot but like you you, you get what I mean I'm trying I'm still trying to learn every day and I think, same, that's, same. I think that's the hardest part of like trying to be like an advocate an activist whatever yeah. um that's yeah, a serious like, thing yeah like I am like talking about my own experience I don't know about you but I find talking about my own experience is like is easy but it's when it mm. comes to like the advocacy for every like I'm like I'm like but mm. I, I guess we're not always the best we're not always best placed are we to talk about everyone else's experience because no I know no. about my experience but I don't know about everyone else who's autistic ever because 
but sometimes it can feel like we're being asked I don't know like it feels like sometimes I'm being asked to speak for like autistic people I'm like no you need a variety of autistic mm, people yeah yeah um, lots of Real. autistic people because everyone's story is going to be different yeah yeah and and I always feel guilty when like because sometimes I get like messages asking me um how shall I help my autistic child do this blah, blah, blah. or like what does it mean when an autistic person does it and it's just like I'll give you my words I'll also signpost you to different things that can help that it's just and then I feel like I haven't done enough because it feels like ha I haven't answered the question because I feel bad because I don't know everyone's experiences but like it's you can't you can't know everyone's you can only speak for yourself no, exactly exactly but, and I do yeah. like and I do recognize that I am a very I am a privileged I'm very privileged like I'm white mm. I'm cisgender I'm straight I think um, <laughs> do you know what I mean like yeah, um, yeah I, know I, what you mean. I am very privileged my yes I was diagnosed I was diagnosed when I was 16 which I mean I still class myself as late diagnosed because like yeah. I grew up not knowing I was autistic yeah but, like compared to a lot of people my diagnostic my diagnosis journey was like a lot easier and I, mean, I was privileged to be able yeah. to go private for assessment because the waiting list was years and years long Mm. Um, you definitely so had yeah. it hard though like um I I don't know if you want to uh I don't know if you want to talk about this um I, I knew that you were in a lot of like mental health um mm. like hospitals yeah. and stuff like that I don't know if you want to talk about that but like yeah that, that's hard <laughs> but yeah yeah I don't know yeah you... yeah it was hard um yeah it was hard so I was um I was just like really struggling with my mental health as I know so many autistic people do um mm, but I ended up um yeah I ended up on a CAMS so a children and young people's um, mental health um unit when I was uh when I just turned 16 mm. um so I was there for three months um I wasn't sectioned at first but I asked to leave and then I was sectioned which is basically where they kind of hold you against your will oh, gosh, um, yeah. and um yeah that was it was just before I was so I was discharged in the December and then in the January I started the CAMS Young People's Council um so I guess if I hadn't been in hospital literally nothing that I nothing that I've done would have happened but I also don't think yeah. I'd have been autistic if I wasn't in hospital uh, no not <laughs> I would have been autistic yeah <laughs> of course no. I would have been autistic mm. but I wouldn't have um, known that I was autistic if I hadn't been in hospital um so yeah. then again maybe maybe I guess I would have just ended up in hospital anyway because the fact I didn't know I was autistic and didn't know how to kind of engage with life in a way yeah. that made sense to me um maybe that would have always meant I'd ended up in hospital but you know what I mean yeah I, I know it's like but I feel like you made that bad situation you made it as good as you could like by joining yeah. the council by getting the autism diagnosis and stuff um yeah definitely not a good experience but like you you definitely took the best from it um yeah yeah so. <laughs> that's a very brave thing to do and very um to be honest like it wasn't even that brave though like I, I basically just I was discharged hospital and I was just like so angry about my experiences that I just needed to be able to challenge that anger into something healthy like yeah. and that was like activism I don't, ugh, I don't know if I don't really I don't know how I feel about the word being like calling myself an activist or whatever but like, I, I really struggle with that word yeah but I, I, yeah. I get what you're talking about kind of involvement like that kind of um getting involved in kind of like shaping services and like raising awareness and stuff that has really helped me to channel like my 
I wouldn't say I'm angry now necessarily, but at the time, 16 year old me was very angry. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was just a really kind of a, a healthy way of kind of directing all that emotion um, into something mm. kind of beneficial. Yeah, well, that's really good. I, f- I feel like that's kind of when my mental health personally kind of went from like down here to like up here. <laughs> um, yeah, it just just by feeling like I can do something productive with these feelings that I can't do anything about. Like, yeah, uh, going back on like now I'm going quite far back here um, um, when you said probably about 10 minutes ago I don't know I have no sense of time uh, probably about five minutes ago maybe you said that you thought 16 you'd still classify yourself as late diagnosed um I mean I was diagnosed at 12 I'm 15 now um and yeah I I still classify myself as late diagnosed but like not I mean my my therapist is autistic herself and she's 58 oh, that's amazing. I know I love my therapist so much was that sorry just go off topic was that intentional like did, yeah did it, you it was intentional yeah oh that's brilliant um, I'd love an autistic. Uh, yeah the, uh, <laughs> yeah her name's Jen she's great she's incredible um yeah I found her on this thing because I tweeted about a year ago saying like guys do you know how you can find an autistic therapist because like I've heard that it's a good thing but like, I don't know I don't know how to find that and um yeah. someone or maybe it was it was the neurodivergent therapist organization there was so, yeah. something like that and I found her on there yeah. and she's autistic has ADHD like me and has a long-term health condition like me and deals with people amazing. with those things well, not not amazing. Not amazing. No, it's amazing <laughs> yeah amazing that yeah. you can yeah that must that must be amazing yeah I, I've looked at their website and Mm. but I did reach out to I think a couple of people but just my schedule maybe once I have like a job and I'm not in uni it would be easier because I think you've a got lot a lot on like a specific slot um like a specific slot every week and my schedule just doesn't work like that so no wow you're you're very busy <laughs> you 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 cope so well or I don't know it seems like you do but <laughs> I know oh yeah sorry um yeah my therapist was realized she was autistic at 56 so that is really late obviously but I feel like we were late as well I mean I was earlier than you and I feel I feel grateful for that I mean not 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 as in like I'm so grateful that I'm not you <laughs> not that at all um, I know what you mean you know I feel like this whole podcast I'm just defending myself uh, um <laughs> yeah because I'm so deeply afraid of getting misunderstood I don't know if you feel that but like yeah but like the whole autistic experience is just being scared of feeling misunderstood um yeah, yeah but I I tweeted one time not not to not to plug myself like this but yeah I tweeted one time that I think any age that you're diagnosed is late diagnosed because we diagnose struggling autistics we diagnose yeah. traumatized autistics don't we? well we don't but you know as a as a society yeah. and I want to know think, your opinions on that if you... yeah no for sure I've seen a few tweets from other people um as well saying like I can't remember exactly who now sorry but um <laughs> no like saying about how like our diet our we basically ba- yeah we basically base our kind of diagnosis of autism on like struggling traumatized autistic people which when mm. you think about it it's so completely true like mm. the reason I was diagnosed was because I was having so many meltdowns and because um I was just struggling so much whereas when I was a little I was actually 
I was a very happy child like I was very happy to be honest yeah. and um because I I was fortunate enough to grow up in a lovely family home um my my needs were just kind of met in my home like there was yeah. no kind of issue there no. um I I mean obviously I was masking a lot as well um mm. but um I was I was very happy yeah and um yeah that doesn't meet the criteria no it doesn't <laughs> and it's just such a shame because like if if like as when we, when we were happy kids or as happy as we could be like mm-hmm. in this traumatizing world um <laughs> uh if we were diagnosed then and like got help though not help but like just like we're, we're aware of our needs then yeah would have been better but then sometimes I think it's a blessing in disguise because what if I was diagnosed at two and I was put into ABA therapy or like you know what yeah. what if what if I was put into a, an, an abusive school or like you know just yeah, exactly. like things like that I know it's just yeah it is it's easy to say what if what if what if isn't it mm. yeah and you're right there are there are obviously major risks like that with being diagnosed um with being diagnosed young mm, yeah uh, and then also lots of risks with being diagnosed later as well um mm. well like difficulties so it's yeah. not easy for anyone really is it no it's, it's not really you just you just can't win <laughs> at no. any point um yeah I just wanted to talk to you a bit about like I know that um in the podcast I listened to you uh, that you were on that you said that you had some like other diagnoses I don't know if you want to talk about that if you don't that's very cool anything um just kind of the whole process if you want to talk about it unless you don't like your whole diagnosis process of everything yeah um yeah sure um I like I said I was quite a happy child um I was bullied at primary school um oh I'm sorry probably from about the age of eight maybe I was I feel like my happiness started Um, and then um, I went to secondary school um, which I was a lot of autistic people really struggle a lot of autistic people really struggle with that move to secondary school but I really liked it I found secondary school gave me a lot more structure my timetable I knew exactly what lessons I was going to every day I could get away from all the people in my class at primary school that I really struggled with socially Mm. and I felt like it was kind of a new start um, to get very very scared about a lot of things at school but generally it was it was all right um yeah. and then in in year nine um my grandfather died oh um sorry and that's all right and <laughs> um that's <laughs> okay um my grandfather died and yeah I was quite close to him and he used to look mm. after us after school we went on holiday oh. with him and all that sort of stuff um yeah. so he died and then I think it was like a month later maybe two months later perhaps I'm not sure very soon after I went on a school trip to Belgium um which was like looking at all like the war graves and like the war memorials and and all of that stuff Mm. and I'm yeah and um that's where my panic attack started Um, oh no so they were triggered by my grandfather dying on the school trip to Belgium looking at all the war graves and stuff so my panic attack started there and I guess it kind of brought everything up into the surface because suddenly like stuff that I'd kind of like masked like loud noises like difficulty in social situations I would just start having panic attacks in any loud situation in Mm. any busy environment like in groups so suddenly I just wasn't able to mask as I was before 
Mm. Um, and everyone suddenly realized I had all these difficulties um mm. but it was all put down to kind of like pressure that I'm pressure I was putting on myself at school because I was a perfectionist and mm. I was I was a very hard worker um so yeah. it was put down to kind of school pressure and also like bereavement um so my anxiety kind of was like was quite bad so I'd have panic attacks a, a, a lot um at one point I was having like three a day and Gosh, that's really want to go to school kind of was going to school but was leaving a lot of lessons wasn't really going into lessons a few times I ran away from school um oh. I yeah so that was that kind of like anxiety and stuff and then basically my brain decided oh you know what well it wasn't quite like that because I kind of had always had kind of symptoms of OCD like all right yeah from about the age of eight but my brain decided hey I know how to stop making you feel anxious if you do this then that won't happen and if you do that yeah. then that won't Gosh, and that yeah. was kind of the start of my like of my OCD being like quite bad like before then I mean I'd had periods where it was very bad like when I was kind of in primary school I was very very obsessed with the fact that I thought I had nits like all the time and I didn't I just didn't my gosh I've had the exact same experience I shaved my awful. head for that exact reason that's, really? that's, yeah wow I'm so sorry you had to go through that it's I, under, I understand yeah I would it. come home from school every day and I'd like clean up I'd try and clean up my hair and but I didn't I didn't have nets no well I did at one point as all kids do but yeah. <laughs> um, the fact is that for years and years I was like oh my gosh oh my gosh I wouldn't put my hand, head near anyone else um gosh, yeah well, wow yeah, yeah. So, sorry maybe. for interrupting there but yeah that's all right that's all right <laughs> I'm sorry you've had that too yeah well it's all fixed now so <laughs> <laughs> great um oh uh, yeah so I'd kind of had like OCD like stuff before but that was when mm. it kind of I suppose like became noticeable and like bad and mm. kind of um took over at that point it was quite like contamination focused and also focused on if you do this then that won't happen um to your family mm. and stuff like that um so my panic attacks actually lessened as my OCD got worse my panic attack Gosh. lesson <laughs> yeah um and then that was kind of where I started like having kind of difficulties with like my mood and with self-harm and like mm. um all of that stuff gosh then, you've really been through it <laughs> it's been a lot well when you say it like that yeah but then I'm also like uh like I, <laughs> I, I do I do love your energy though I love your energy just like oh yeah just like and this and you know whatever <laughs> I, I just I just love that vibe <laughs> I think sometimes it's really hard like it's really hard because you know like when people are like oh you've been through it. I'm like yeah but like I, I always feel like but other people have also been through it like a lot of autistic mm. people and yeah. worse well and I'm like I know and I would never say to anyone else at no. all other people have had it worse that wouldn't even That's cross the my thing. mind no I would yeah say what you've been through is completely valid it you do not need to compare it to anyone else because mm. it's completely different um but yeah. yeah with myself and I don't know if you're the same but I think I'm, a lot of us I'm definitely the same yeah I'm we invalidate ourselves don't we I validate myself so much but like I would All never do that to other people <laughs> yeah I yeah. feel that yeah yeah um so yeah to be fair it was a really really difficult time um mm. yeah it was a difficult time and um so when I was admitted to the unit um I, what was I diagnosed with that I was diagnosed with mixed personality disorder and generalized anxiety disorder is what I left the unit with the diagnosis of the mixed personality disorder was emotionally unstable so like EUPD BPD like 
Mm. Yeah. And then um, anancastic, which is basically obsessive compulsive personality disorder. I don't oh, know right. if you know much about that, but traits uh, are literally yeah. like um, perfectionism, likes order, doesn't like change difficulty with flexibility all basically mm. things which i would put down to now being quite autistic traits yeah uh, yeah yeah myself. um but yeah plus the emotional personality disorder which was like um difficulty like with emotions that um diff like what else is on there you know like just yeah no stuff. yeah I, um, i've i've yeah. read about that and heard about that combined yeah those two diagnoses combined plus gemini's anxiety disorder plus the way i was presenting i'm just like why did they not realize yeah that that's the thing like yeah then, well I'm, I'm sorry that you had to go through all that I just I see these people have like SPD OCD anxiety ADHD like uh, just like social anxiety and it's just like well you probably you can have yeah. those things and be autistic too like you're probably autistic my guy uh, yeah. yeah yeah that's what we're in the unit so in the unit I basically basically when I was in the unit I met a girl there who was autistic Mm, right and at the time I had all those views that I tried to like work against now so like I didn't really know what autism was my idea of autism in my head was I don't know somewhat like the guy from the curious incident of the dog in the night time that was what I knew right. all about yeah autism, <laughs> mm. um and so I met this girl who was autistic and I was kind of like oh you don't look autistic which is like the worst thing ever that I hate because yeah. people say that to me and I'm like oh it drives me mad mm. um but um yeah at the time that was kind of like I was like oh really um I don't, I don't think I actually said that to her thankfully but in my head that was what yeah. I was thinking yeah and so I was like oh and then kind of the stuff she struggled with I was like oh, I struggle with that as well <laughs> like she was like loud noises like the stuff only really the stuff that I could visibly see yeah my cousin's autistic and my auntie had been saying for a while to my mum I think you should maybe, maybe Emily could be autistic um oh really and um basically then I ended up coming across a study um that was like about the similarities between OCD and autism and the differences and mm. stuff and I was like oh I relate to both of those yeah wow, so yeah. I discussed it with my parents my parents were like yeah we kind of agree mm. so we took it to my doctor in the unit but he was like no I think you just have high social anxiety oh dear so, right wow <laughs> Well, you've been on quite a journey. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, wow. It's, yeah, so you're, so going, going back to the, you saw that girl and thought she was autistic and stuff. Oh, no, she, she was autistic. You, you didn't think that, you didn't understand. Where are my words right yeah. now? <laughs> I'm so no. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, do I'm doing so bad on this podcast. I'm, I'm off no, my ADHD no, medication right. at the moment. <laughs> and oh, my brain so my brain is just absolute mush like I can't survive without my ADHD medication <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm not doing good um but please oh, know that I'm, I'm listening and I'm trying to engage and I'm so happy to have you here <laughs> anyway engage however, engage however you need to like it's fine oh you're so sweet um yeah so I definitely had those feelings all the time about people and I probably still had it up until a year ago even when I knew what autism was and understood it myself I was still like surely they can't be like autistic like surely not like yeah it's it's such a weird thing and what's even weirder is when I was at school because I'm now homeschooled um well 
by homeschooled I don't mean homeschooled I mean like I study for GCSEs myself and like okay. yeah I, I I did year seven then I mm-hmm. then I didn't go back to year eight I didn't yeah and since then I've been doing it myself but anyway uh, these kids I knew at school in year seven they they all it was always you're not autistic you're not autistic like you know you, you know what I mean like surely not surely not um they just didn't believe me and uh yeah what's funny now is that a couple a couple of those people they've I've do you know on Instagram when you go to the search thing and you can see all those posts and then you click on and it's like liked by something I see all of these posts about autism liked by these like these like two people the same like two people always like the post so like they're obviously thinking they're autistic I think maybe I probably but like that's just like I'm just like so happy for them that they grew from that <laughs> and it and it's no, funny it's seeing hard, it looking, yeah it's hard isn't it looking back because I'm like I can't believe like I had those views and I get frustrated now when people say that to me like obviously I'm frustrated and I don't think it's I guess it's not it's not that I'm frustrated at them I'm just frustrated at the lack of understanding and yeah it's not personal when when I'm frustrated because someone said to me oh you don't look autistic it's not personal unless they've said it in a way that's like unless they've oh I don't know you know what I mean yeah I do like (laughs) I'm just frustrated with the lack of kind of understanding Hmm. that I had as well because I didn't I mean my cousin's autistic but I guess I didn't really know anything about it like I wasn't no (laughs) Like there was nothing in me that felt like I needed to learn about it, mm. which is sad. You you know what? It makes me really angry. Like seeing things in the media that are that are wrong about autism. It makes me more angry at that than the people who believe it. Because like the people who believe it, they're just being brainwashed by these media things. Yeah. Like things in the media. It just makes me really angry at the media. And every time, it, it seems that every time I watch a TV show these days, it's just it's just something about autism is in in is in it and it's bad like even rich house poor house I don't know if you've heard of rich house poor house I have heard of it it's not watched it it's my one of my favorite shows basically it's these two families in the UK like one really rich one really poor and they swap lives for a week and but like even in shows like that autism somehow comes across even um what was it even called it like inside the it was something about um it was something about day surgery like the day surgery unit at this hospital and it was like this documentary about that even that it just it autism finds its way into all these tv shows and it just ruins it for me every time and I don't know if you experience that but I'm more angry at the media than the people yeah yeah for sure I mean I've definitely seen some stuff I can't think of any exact examples right now but like where they say like certain things and it's just like have you watched atypical yeah I have I have yeah so I actually quite like when I first watched it and to be fair it was a decent show like there was nothing wrong with the mm. show at all and to be honest even the character of Sam yeah I'd rather he was played by an autistic actor but yeah like a, a lot of autistic people do relate to him and like the actual show itself was all right but in terms of representation and in terms of like the message it it kind of just perpetuates that idea of like Sam is what autism is and Mm. only is and I don't know if you what you but basically I'm convinced that you know Paige Paige and Casey yeah yeah they they both seem to me like I relate to them and I'm like I reckon like Paige like to me it's like autistic and I'm just like I love Paige yeah the show could easily 
branch out and be like, yes, Paige is autistic. These are yeah. the issues with diagnosis, blah, 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 that goes mm. missed and this, like, that goes... I feel, I feel like you and I need to re bring it back for season five. You, you and I need to sit there and write it all. Like that would be my favorite thing in the world. Because <laughs> I just think that would do that would do wonders for like representation mm. and for yeah. like just like yeah. understanding in general. And well, only specific, I guess just having an autistic girl there. I mean, obviously mm. they're both still white they're both cisgender as far as we yeah. know they're both but you know I'm like it's better mm. than it's just, just having Sam um, mm. and I just think you have a classic not classically but you have an autistic character there who seems autistic and you're not actually saying to people that she is autistic no that's how I feel I don't know if you watch Bob's Burgers no probably not you're probably way too cool for that anyway Bob's Burgers <laughs> is like my guiltiest pleasure it's my favorite show ever uh, apart from Miranda, you know, like Miranda Hart series. Oh, I love that show. Yeah. I just wish there was more of it. Yeah, me too. I I rewatch the episodes, rewatch, rewatch, rewatch. Yeah. I'm sure I'm going to watch one after this. Um, Bob's Burgers. It's it's really good. It's really funny. But I'm obviously convinced all the characters are autistic because the only shows that can be funny at this point is or like shows about autism right the only people who are funny I, I feel like I keep following people on TikTok I keep finding really really funny videos on my for you page following them and then like a few weeks later I realize they like say like oh yeah I'm autistic blah blah, blah. and I'm like thank you you're proving my point that's only autistic people are funny uh, anyway Bob's Burgers going back <laughs> Bob's Burgers um yeah in the first episode they literally say about Tina who's obviously the most autistic well I mean not the most autistic but like the most obvious that that's the right word most obviously autistic well not really the right word okay um that's it. yeah they literally say um Tina you're not autistic Any, anyway they literally say that but I feel it's such a loved show I don't like people love that show um but I feel like if they did say all the characters were autistic people wouldn't like that show but like yeah. the fact that they don't say they're autistic is like angers me because people need to know that these people are autistic and if you relate to these people you are probably autistic and like I don't know if you get me it's just one of those things I don't know whether it's no, a good thing or a bad you. thing I do get you there are a lot of kind of like autistic coded characters that they mm. don't actually point out are autistic yeah and yet they kind of, and like sometimes like where people use like people's autistic traits to like mock them like in shows you know like Sheldon Cooper from Big Bang Theory yes yeah like a lot of uh, I, to be fair I've not really watched Big Bang Theory but, no, from, not what right, heard, but yeah. from what I've heard a lot of his like autistic traits are kind of used to like as just like a laughing point and like mm. he's not even he's not they've not identified him as autistic have they in the show I don't think I, I don't think so I've I mean, I don't watch it, but like yeah. I know about it, obviously, at this point. But I just feel like, yeah. Yeah. It, and like um, Phoebe from Friends is a great example. Um, I don't know if you watch or have you ever? Yeah, no, I absolutely love Friends. Friends has been yeah, yeah. like my special, like one of my like hyper fixations for years and years. Really? Probably less than now, but I used to watch episode, like when I was doing my A-levels, I would just watch episode after episode after episode. <laughs> Got me through so much Friends. Absolutely loved it. Wow. Okay, then I guess I'll ask you, how do you feel about, would you say Phoebe was autistic? Oh, I don't know. She's quirky. <laughs> yeah, she, she's quirky. Her. She's quirky. I do love her. I don't know. She's just so honest, say... isn't she? Yeah, she's so she honest. 
she yeah she is like I can see like some autistic traits but I don't know if I would go as far to say that I think she okay no no worries maybe I've, just watched... maybe I've just watched it so many times that I'm like <laughs> I just don't know but... no worries we can bounce yeah, no, out of that absolutely adore <laughs> Phoebe right? yeah I feel like but she's the only <laughs> funny character in my in my opinion she's the only funny one so surely she has to be autistic <laughs> sorry I missed yeah, what you said then oh that um I'm speaking about her as if she's a real person oh yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's very funny and like her songs she's the only one who likes them like yeah. <laughs> and also I I tweeted one time <laughs> I tweeted um, I'm, I'm very proud of my tweets I'm realizing through this podcast I'm very proud of them right. <laughs> oh, I tweeted one time an, an immediate autism diagnosis for everyone who's ever called themselves Phoebe from Friends because you know people yeah. are like which Friends character are you and then yeah. I saw this girl on TikTok she was like um she was like I am Phoebe from Friends and then like a couple months later I saw her get an autism diagnosis and it was just amazing <laughs> just proved my point and it was so it was incredible that was a really happy day Aww, yeah. yeah how do you feel about TikTok I feel like I've um referenced it so many times in this podcast uh I love TikTok I don't really make I mean like I've got like very few TikToks up but I'm I've never really got into making them um but I yeah I do waste a lot of my time scrolling through TikTok. So <laughs> actually I'm not really I don't I follow a couple of autistic people on Twitter but I don't actually not on Twitter on TikTok. TikTok right. But, um but my feed mainly isn't autistic related and I, I don't know no. if I do that for the purpose but I like going on there and seeing like lots of funny stuff I like seeing I think sometimes I like a break from like thinking about autism mm, yeah and I guess because my Twitter is so like autism focused that like when I go on TikTok I'm, I'm often going on TikTok because I want to like just completely like chill and shut off yeah and yeah, I yeah. find actually watching a lot of like autism stuff like it just like my, my brain is just like oh yeah that's that, like I don't actually mm. like sh- like find it super relaxing yeah um, I, so I definitely feel it, that uh, a lot of I mean, me included, a lot of like autistic activists, advocates, whatever, creators, whatever. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm not, I haven't been in it that long, and <laughs> but like I try to be um, in it quite a bit. I feel like we live such an autistic life, like we live our lives around mm. autism that we forget to yeah. live our life. Like we're constantly talking about life as an autistic person, but we're forgetting to live that. Or at least I am. I can't speak for anyone else, but yeah. I, I feel that. And I feel like that's kind of what you're getting to there. Yeah. So like people are like, oh who do you follow? Like do you follow a lot of autistic people on TikTok? And I'm like, not that maybe like three. Like literally not that and to be honest, I don't mm. even really always like their posts because when I like them my whole feed ends up coming yeah. ends up like coming through. And I mm. just like going on TikTok and seeing like funny the funny I mean I know some obviously a lot of them are funny but I don't know I just like going on t- my TikTok kind of seems to be the social media that I go on and kind of like don't have to think about autism. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah I've never really got onto like the autistic community on TikTok actually though I know it's massive. No. Yeah it is quite big and it's half of mm, I'd say probably 20 from my experience about 20% of it absolute rubbish awful horrible time 80% of it great incredible creators um ADHD TikTok on the other hand is 
possibly the hardest thing about autistic TikTok. <laughs> the, we, well, it's just, it just like, now I, I feel like gonna, I feel like I'm gonna regret saying this, but a lot of ADHD TikTok is really bad. <laughs> and um, a lot of the time it's either hating on autistic people or um, like mm -hmm. listing traits about ADHD, but they're actually autistic traits, just like, just feels like the superior diagnosis sometimes. I see that a lot. I, I do see that a lot. And I guess I do need to learn more about ADHD um, because I just do. Um, but actually, okay. <laughs> I do see that. And in terms of like the differences between ADHD and autism, I'm actually on the waiting list for an ADHD assessment. I don't know All if right. I have ADHD. I don't really know if I actually have ADHD, but I'm on the list for an assessment anyway. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. Um, I don't know what I think about whether I have ADHD or not because I relate to like everything all ADHD people say but then at the same time I'm like oh, I don't know if that's just autism I don't know yeah don't but know. like but like actually all these people all these people talk about ADHD are in fact autistic so it's like really hard to know yeah <laughs> but like they're exactly. not admitting it <laughs> yeah. yeah and I guess like a lot of the stuff I see like of, of ADHD I'm like is that an ADHD trait like that you've just described or is that actually but then also, I also think everyone's human at the end of the day. Everyone has like, yeah. like I, I, I say this, like when like human, when like other people, like non-autistic people are like, I really relate to that, that you've just written as an autistic person. And I'm like, yeah, probably because I'm human too. And so yeah. like everyone, has, yeah. everyone has like these human traits, like a lot of people won't like loud noises, but it's about how much it impacts you and how much it impacts yeah. your life. Yeah, that, that's brilliant, actually. That's I feel like I'm going to go like, through the rest of my life with that. So thank you for giving that to me. Yeah, I've kind of said before, like, yes, people, you might relate because an autistic trait really is just a human trait. It's just. Mm. Exactly. Slightly different. I don't know. Yeah, it's like we are still all human. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, are they just kind of explaining something that they found like themselves? Um, is it an ADHD trait? Is it an autism trait? I'm like it just confuses my head I need to learn more yeah. about um ADHD. yeah I need to learn more about um kind of sensory um difficulties in ADHD and kind of the crossover with autism and yeah stuff like that um because I think sometimes it can be really hard to tell and especially as mm. um I'm training to be an, a mental health nurse um, mental health nurse. oh right I, I knew you were going to be a nurse but I didn't know yeah mental health nurse. Um, wow. yeah so yeah. um yeah um, and I just think I just think it's important for me to at least try and be able to understand the differences as much as possible. So I think that's definitely something I need to amazing um, work on. How's that all going? Training to be a mental health nurse? Yeah, um, yeah, it's really exciting. It's that's very great. exciting. Yeah, it sounds very exciting. It would you? I mean, surely be. I mean, not that I know anything about nursing at all, but wouldn't it? do you like the idea of having a job where it's like different every day um yes I do I get this is potentially one of the reasons why I think why I've been put on an ADHD assessment because <laughs> I know a lot of autistic people like the same like this like things to be kind of like they like to know what to expect and I do know I do like to know what to expect mm. but I also have this like need to I like doing things differently Mm. and like all the time like I like going and doing something different I do quite enjoy going to new places if it's something I feel in control of um mm. like for example I'll be driving home and I'll be like nah I want to go that way I've never been that way before I'm gonna go that way that's gonna make me able to concentrate on the drive better yeah. because I don't go that way yeah um so yeah I do quite like the idea of it being different but certain things need to be 
structured and to be expected do you know what I mean yeah I, mean, I know exactly what you mean that's definitely um, what got me my ADHD diagnosis with that. <laughs> yeah um yeah so whilst I need to know kind of like kind of what to expect and like kind of a structure I also do enjoy like things to not be like the same mm. the same because yeah. I do get quite I get bored very easily yeah yeah well sounds like a good job I think for you then do, are you I do you think that you've made the right decision uh yes definitely yeah definitely so um, are you I, third year yeah uh, sorry yeah. I was just saying third year are you yeah I finished in August so and I have a job for September oh wow so. that's very exciting yeah working yeah. with um children with um ADHD and also autistic children and mental health issues and stuff so that, is that sounds like such why. a great job well, thank you that is one of the reasons why I'm going to dedicate the next few months of my life to learning more about ADHD amazing I'm, I'm very excited for you um and also very scared for you I'm scared for you because it's a dangerous world out there when it comes to ADHD <laughs> well yeah I wish you the best on all of that it sounds so exciting <laughs> this has been so much fun I think this is maybe where the conversation is coming to an end um this has been so much fun thank you so much for doing this um oh, thank you writing me <laughs> well no thank you for being here because it's like I'm just like this little Twitter account that means nothing and this random no. little little girl who doesn't do anything special <laughs> so thank you so much it means so much to me your account and your and you have been such an inspiration to me um yeah and I'm really I'm very excited to see you do all the fun things and all of that um obviously if you guys don't know Emily already which I don't know how you I don't know how you can do that but everyone go um follow um uh, make sure I'm doing it right it's Emily Katie yeah yeah spelt with a yeah. y yeah Katie on the end on Twitter um and check out everything she does there she is great there <laughs> uh follow me at wonky peppers everywhere um yeah and that's about it Thank you so much for doing this. And I Thank guess. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.